This NASCAR Championship 2024 early head-to-head picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb It may be a brand new week, but of course, there's always racing things to talk about. It's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and this week, I think we should start off with some uh, bet talking, right? Some odds. The, the books continue to give them to us. We'll continue to break them down for you. Before we get to that, uh, you might want to fast forward 30 seconds at this point if you're listening on the podcast later. Bro, uh, are you really going to do this? This is going to be rough. I, hey, we made a bet. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll do my best. I was I'm going not, to give uh, you. I was going to give you the out. But come on now, I, uh, you know, it's uh, you might want to take your headphones off. But no, uh, I'm going to listen to every single this. Okay, We're so doing just the, the alma mater yes. song, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to? You can. Oh, lay I'll it set it up. I'll set it up because, because guess what? Army beat Navy. Blah blah blah. Damn right, Army beat <laughs> Navy. That was a hell of a game. It was every bit as twisty and turning as you would expect it to be. Uh, if you bought the, tw- if you got the twenty-seven and a half over, you are absolutely thrilled that uh, that one went to twenty-eight. If it pushed at twenty-eight, I'm sorry. If you got it at twenty-eight and a half, I apologize for that as well. But man, what a yeah. what a way to go! Uh, what a way to go over on a safety. Oh, man. Way to go over on a safety. All right, Rod. Forget this out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it. Ready? <laughs> All right. Hail, alma mater, dear. To us be ever near. Help us thy motto bear through all the years. I don't know the tune on this, too, so I'm just going to keep going. But <laughs> let duty be performed well. Honor be ever untarned. Country be ever armed. West Point by the guide us thy own our our i <laughs> all right teach us day by night uh, <laughs> to keep thy honor bright for thee to fight when we depart from thee serving on land and sea may still may we still loyal be west point to thee and when our work is done our course on earth is run may it be said well done be thou at peace, ere may the line of gray increase from day to day. Live and serve, we die, we pray. West Point for thee. That's just, that was more beat of me. Beat Navy! Just, <laughs> you gotta end it with Beat Navy. More of me reading it, but oh well. <laughs> you have to end it with Beat Navy. That's the way they always end it. 
Yeah, beat Navy. Ah! There you go. <laughs> That's the payoff. All right. Ah. That's all I wanted out of that one. Uh, Navy had to just be like the rest of my football teams and let me down. It was, it was, listen, it was a very hard fought game all along. I mean, there was very little offensive movement, you know, as far as scoring was concerned until about the, the last few minutes of that game. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, it was everything you expected that game to be and more. In fact, yeah, for me, anyways, I, I didn't catch most of it because it was anniversary weekend, and and so we were out being busy, which I'm glad we were. I was keeping up on my phone, and I'm just like, and then Doc starts tagging me and stuff. How you feeling? I'm like, not not good. Thank God I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> uh, I was on drill, and I was able to uh, to have it on in the background. While That's I was like doing a requirement if you're on drill, right? Oh, like hundred percent. You guys have to watch it, right? So yeah. that's, that works out. <laughs> no, I, I was very thrilled to be able to to keep an, uh, tabs on it and smiling the whole time, knowing that I was going to have to hear at least hear Cody recite the uh, alma mater. So. Oh, glad we got that out of the way. As <sighs> you could tell, not a musician over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I was learning the the core cadets uh, or the core of uh, uh, midshipmen's um, hymn, so just in case I needed it. But thank God I didn't. As you could tell, I put a lot of time into learning that uh, that army one. But uh, hey, well, listen, you you paid, paid up. up. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, yeah, again. So we'll get to we'll get to some of these championship head to heads. Back to NASCAR. Uh, we have about five that they gave us as far as drivers are concerned. And then we have three team head to heads, which is, uh, I mean, more than we had last year. So we'll definitely start breaking that down for you. Um, I will say though, at first glance, as we take a snapshot of this kind of, I don't want to say, I uh, look, I'm not even not going to say it because beggars can't be choosers. We begged for them. We got them. Um, I, I can't wait for them to improve on them next year. However, uh, yeah, I will say that. this off season we got we got time yeah we got plenty of time so uh just definitely want to you know obviously go through these all and and break them down for you we've got this we've got some win totals for you coming up this week um and uh what else i think we got one more other thing that's on there there's um, a lot more other things I mean, oh we, that's we got right a lot of stuff to talk about so there's win totals um there is the winning team we can cover those there's winning manufacturer for the championship these are all just for championship Top Chevrolet, top Toyota, top Ford, Ford versus Chevy, Ford versus Toyota, Chevy versus Toyota. There is groups that actually start at the letter A, which is unusual, uh, and go all the way through H, winning cart, the rod special, winning car number, over, under, odd, even, uh, group, you know, groups like 0 to 9, 10 to 19, whatever, uh, exactas, quinellas. Ah, they, uh, the books are listening. They wanted some more off-season content, so given us plenty of odds plenty of shit to talk about we're gonna talk about all of it because uh, what else we're we gonna do it's off season yeah no 100 percent. so that's gonna be a lot of fun to cover uh but we figured we'd start with the championship head to heads and uh, and work our way out from there so we will do exactly that but i first want to tell you about underdog fantasy underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball college football simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in i'm telling you right now my my favorite underdog pick for today's show is Derrick Henry over 54 and a half rushing yards, higher than 54 and a half rushing yards. He's going to get there. Uh, this guy needs to get all the carries in this game because he needs to manage that, keeping that Miami offense off the field. So give me Derrick Henry 
higher than 54 and a half rushing yards. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double that first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, Cody. It's time you to- know we're not using an underdog tonight, Rod. No, no, that we would are be not. Aaron fucking Jones. God, why? This is the second time this season, and I can't believe I fell for it again. Oh, it's looking likely he's gonna play. All signs point to it. he's gonna play on a Monday night or a whatever fucking night that he doesn't play on the day of. God damn it! Yeah, it's rough, man. <sighs> That's what you get, though. I mean, when you roll with Aaron Jones, you just... <sighs> Luckily, I had backup plans in place, and hopefully they pay off fine. But <laughs> no, AJ, it's annoying, because no. that's the second time he's done it, too. Like, if you're not going to play, bro, just tell us you're not going to play. Yeah. No, I, yeah, because there's no... <laughs> it's not like whatever team they're playing against. the Gi- It's not like the Giants, like, don't have some... They're at some big disadvantage now because they didn't get time or because they were preparing for Aaron Jones. And No, they were not preparing for Aaron Jones. We're not here to talk about football. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, then let's start talking about some of these championship head-to-heads. And uh, I suppose we can start exactly right from the top. The first one we have is Chase Elliott and Christopher Bell matched up both sides of this at minus 115. Now, just, just so you are all acquainted with how this works, this is the championship where they finish ahead of each other, below each other, around each other, um, and all that other good stuff. So this is basically who finishes higher in the championship rankings between the two. So, uh, like I said, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, each minus 115. I don't know that this one is close as they would hope it would be. I, I don't feel like uh, this this is a pairing that really needs too much discussion, only because I know this I'm year... I'm interested to hear your, your take on this because I feel like this is a really good one. And I don't because I feel like so obviously we know what happened to Elliot this year, right? Gets hurt, drops out of the championship race, really, and kind of takes him out. He needed to win. He didn't. So, eh, I mean, this was a rough season for him, but it's also he's Chase Elliott. Like, I mean, you can never. There's one driver that's made it to the final four in, in both seasons of the next gen car. I know it's Christopher Bell. It is. I know. I get that. But also. <laughs> Well, I'm, okay, so we never really play the what-if game because it's kind of futile to do so. Yeah. But what if Chase Elliott didn't miss all those races? Do you think there's a possibility that he also could have made well, the Final Four? There's a, of course there's a possibility he could have, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, the what-if game is the what-if game, right? What if, what if he had a faster car than he did the rest of the season? I mean... I don't know. You know, it's it's hard to play to play that game too much. But I do think this is a good matchup because I think that um, you get Chase Elliott here, and obviously, again, he's going to get that popularity bump, and a lot of people are going to want to bet on him, and, and they're going to look at him like against Christopher Bell. Okay, yeah, and they're going to smash that side. But the sneaky key is is Bell has made it to the championship for two seasons in a row. Something I do want to point out on this too, um, as far as the championship standings, if you are unfamiliar with or don't remember. So teams are eliminated as they go through the playoffs, um, but then like you kind of get thrown back into the pool there. So it's not like like if you go out in the first round of the playoffs, you don't finish from tw- you know thirteenth to to sixteenth. You're still everyone else is still battling for up to fifth. So the championship four obviously will be in the, in the championship four. But you know, say a, a 
Chase or Christopher Bell gets eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Chase Elliott gets eliminated in the second. That doesn't mean you cash that. Just throwing that out there. So if you're looking at like, you know, you know, matches with Kyle Larson, it's like, oh well, he's going to get bounced out early because of the super speedways or something like that. Maybe not necessarily the case. So want to clear clear that up, but. Yeah, I do think I don't know. So you're you're big on the Chase Elliott side of this, then? I just think that if we think he's going to bounce back at all, I think that means he's going to make a tear. And I think that basically, if he does make the championship four, I think he's got a better shot at finishing higher than Christopher Bell at the end of the day, right? I mean, obviously this hinges on whether or not Elliott does make the final four. But a healthy Chase Elliott, why can't he make the final four? You know, he's not one of those guys. He's not one of those like Ross Chastain's where. You know, he makes it, and you're like, oh, yeah. But, I mean, Chase Elliott, you expect him to make the final four, right? It's not – this isn't a, a, even a Kyle Larson type of a situation where you were surprised that he missed out. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I I mean, it's not a guarantee either these guys is going to make it. To, and obviously, the top, it's so top-loaded right now with, with so much talent, and there's a solid 10 guys you can put in the final four on any just any given day, really. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to probably lean the Chase Elliott side too, because obviously big fan, I like him, but I do feel like this is a true toss up. I, I think Christopher Bell has just proven a lot. I mean, he's proven the ability to be clutch and win at the end and, you know, win his way into these races. Sometimes he needs a little cardboard help to get there, but he can find his way to these, these wins and, and clinching and moving on to the next round. Um, I guess you could probably make a case. Maybe he shouldn't have even made the final four this season. If Hamlin and Truex don't have those issues at where was that Texas Bristol? I can't remember wherever they had their engine troubles late, kind of cost them a chance. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I do think it is much tougher than it maybe seems on the surface. Um, but again, if I have to pick a side, I'm going to go with the, the Elliott side. Well, and again, if if Elliott makes the playoffs, he probably is and represents that that fourth car in there eventually, you know, and then maybe bumps Bell out. So. I don't know. It, it's just to me, I feel like, it, yeah, it could be close. And, and it probably will end up being closer than I probably even have it pegged. But I still think at the end of this, Elliot's going to come out at least better than Christopher Bell. And if I'm paying the same price, like if they're not juicing this toward the Elliot side, I'm yeah. grabbing this now. Because if they do this, if they offer this halfway through the season, Elliot wins three or four races, You well, one, you may not ever get this matchup after that. Right. And two, if you do... Elliot's minus one sixty, minus one seventy five for this, right? It's it's yeah. not it's not close. Yeah, and I would say that's the more likely scenario, right? It's it's a lot less likely. I think that Bell kind of goes on, at least we haven't seen it yet, where he goes on some big tear and and all of a sudden he's the massive favorite in this matchup. So maybe it is smarter to get Elliot. I mean, it really, these guys, <laughs> these guys could end up one two in the final standings when it comes down to it. Like they're that good, they could get it bounced out earlier in the playoffs. Obviously, I think we expect them to both be in the playoffs and and in contention. Um, but yeah, Bell has been very impressive. Um, he's done a great job. Obviously, we know Hendrick and Gibbs, kind of the top tier teams uh, when they go back and forth. So I think this is a solid matchup. But yeah, I'll go with you and, and take the Chase Elliott side. Okay, and uh, I don't know. Did we did we have a chance to talk after the uh, after the awards? Like after. I, I think we did, but we didn't really talk about much. Obviously, we know that yeah, Elliot really won. Brought it up. I yeah, mean, yeah. Surprise! Elliot won the, the most popular driver. Surprise! Haley Deegan won the most popular driver. I was a little surprised that Justin Allgaier ends up with the uh, Xfinity most popular. What did driver. I say? That was what did I? You say? did. You did call it, Rod. You did. 
I did not see that one coming, but uh, great call by you. Thank you. And it's because I speak for the people. I am the, I am the NASCAR. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. You guys do <laughs> I just pick the obvious ones. <laughs> Haley Deegan and Chase Elliott. They're gonna, if you want to go ahead and get your money in on Haley Deegan to win Xfinity this year, go for it. Because uh, Probably a safe nobody's bet. Nobody's beating her. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to this next matchup. Two teammates, Kyle Larson, William Byron, each at minus 115 again. How are these... Howard, okay, this one is more of a question of how are these guys equal. I get it, Rod. I understand that William Byron won six races and he made it to the final four, but how is anybody the same money as Kyle Larson? Again, I get it. And winning the championship is going to be hard for him always because getting to that race is is, is always going to be easier for him than most people. But it, once you get to the race, it, it's a different story. And and I get maybe William Byron gets there too. And you've got the, the super speedways earlier on in the playoffs and, and maybe that gets Larson and bounces him out. And then if, you know, but this could be a case of don't look too far ahead because if Byron doesn't make the final four as well, there's that possibility. But uh, for me, if you're getting Kyle Larson just matched up straight, straight up head to head against anyone at minus minus one fifteen, how do you not take the Kyle Larson side up? Again, I don't necessarily love betting on him to win the championship as the favorite just because it is so tough when you get to that final race. But just to beat one other person, I, in my opinion, you, you've got to take the Larson side probably over everyone else in the field. I think what they're banking on is just a, maybe a casual person that kind of digs up box scores to, to make these kind of bets, which let's face it. Most NASCAR betters are not those. They they watch the race. They don't they don't just check the box scores at the end of the the race to see where their driver finished. They're they're sweating it out every single lap and every turn. So uh, maybe maybe they're not really fooling these guys. But you know you look at la- uh, the end of Phoenix last uh, month, I suppose as it were. Uh, Larson third, Byron fourth, right? So probably the more casual betters like oh they, they finished back to back in the championship race which probably means that they're you know going to be very close anyways but that doesn't necessarily tell the entire story of the season and where the whole twists and turns and i don't know that byron i don't know that he makes it again this year i mean i know that he's going to win some races you can't can't fault that but i, I don't know that he's going to survive the attrition again this year this is it's going to be such an interesting year following william byron in in 2024 because he had the breakout right and this was the big welcome to the party holy shit he's is he one of the better cars at at hendrick you know is chase elliott third string at hendrick now like again let's pump the brakes on that because of the injury stuff right but i mean yeah but we saw that from ryan blaney two seasons ago he comes out he wins three three or four races and it's like okay he was in the mix kind of every week and then didn't win a race the next season and kind of disappeared. now he won the championship now so that looks all right right but we don't we haven't seen the long term william byron is just going to be good every year we saw the flash now and we got that and and it was a you know a great season of that now his teammates both missed time and, and did some resources get shifted his way i i don't know how all that works i don't know how much that really affects things but with Chase Elliott back in the fold, you've got to think that's going to... I mean, if Hendrick is putting cars out there good enough for William Byron to win that many races in, Chase Elliott's going to have those opportunities too. I think that's going to maybe pull away from him a little. And it just like Kyle Larson, you know. Like, we know he's good. And, and he's... he. Oh, look at that. He probably just won whatever race he's at tonight. Like, And, and tomorrow night, he's going to win that one too. And two nights ago, he won that. Like, 
he's winning everything and anything. And he's, you know, a season removed from 10 wins and in the cups or two seasons, I guess at this point, but 10 wins in the cup series. Like he's the favorite almost each and every week, which he should be most places. Um, So yeah, I, this is a smash Kyle Larson side in my opinion. And not to dig on Byron at all or say he's not going to have a good season, but you know that Kyle Larson's going to have a good season. And we just don't know. We we just haven't seen a big enough sample size for can Byron keep it up like he had this past season. And and really, honestly, this is kind of an opposite one of the Elliott and Bell one. Maybe Byron jumps out to a bigger lead. And okay, maybe they're not going to do this, but maybe maybe they they give Kyle a little bit of a plus money bump, or maybe minus one hundred five, and <laughs> and you double down on it later on in the season. It probably won't happen, but you can keep an eye on it just in case William Byron does win a couple of races and Kyle is a slow starter again. And, and maybe you're just like, oh, okay, uh, the books adjust and say, well, maybe, maybe Byron does have a better shot this year. And then you pounce on another round at lower odds for it. So I don't know. It's just, just something man, to keep an eye on. I get that he won more races, but uh, some of these other matches we're going to talk about, they're minus 120, minus 110. Like that seems like it just makes so much more sense. I don't understand why it's the same price. So teammates yeah. same equipment type of a thing i guess if if we're not considering drivers no though. no <laughs> not even close no <laughs> no so um all right we will get back to more of the driver head-to-heads but first let's tell you about hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research every nfl nba and soccer bet with historical stats and data you can enter any parlay idea into hall of fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool you're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, so the very next one on here, you talked about this uh, being juiced, and this is definitely one that's juiced. Joey Logano, minus 130. Tyler Reddick, plus 100. If you have listened to any of the offseason shows, I have a feeling you already know where Cody lands on this one. And at plus money, Tyler Reddick probably just jumps off the page to you, doesn't he? Oh, I would have took Tyler Reddick at minus 130 on the other side of this. I, oh. So much love for Tyler. Uh, you, if you're if you're strapping in for 2024, get ready to hear me talk a lot about Tyler Reddick. This he is my guy for this season, and I think that again, I, I've said it multiple times. This is going to be his breakout season. He is going to be good. You're going to give me plus money. I'd probably take him in just about. I mean, if I think he's going to win the championship, why wouldn't I take him in any head to head? It is an even year, so uh, you know that's that's a Joey Logano type of year. He'll probably be back near the the final four again. Uh, but why is he minus 130 when he got bounced? When he got bounced in the round of 12 this past season. Like it was not like he made some great run. And Penske's won two championships in a row, right? And Joey was one of those. He's won in the next gen car. All of this, but uh I don't know. I yeah, for me it's Tyler Reddick. I, I just Tyler is so talented. They're going to be so good. Um, you know, there's more, you know, legacy motor club put your pinky up uh you know they're joining the toyota fold does that bring more information to the camp uh 
we know Denny's got huge expectations and, and, you know, he was, he was satisfied with, with, uh, or he was, I guess he was happy about the results they had this past season, but he wants more, right? And he, he has higher expectations and he's not going to be satisfied until they keep getting more. I think in, man, Tyler Reddick, like so many blown chances this past season, if they can close the deal this coming season, he's going to be the real deal. And, uh, yeah, so I, I love the, the Reddick side. And again, Joey's, Joey's is going to be around, right? He's, he's going to be in a top 12, top eight guy. Maybe he can even make the final four. Um, you, you can't put a pass to veteran like that to get hot at the end at the right time. And, and he's done it before. He's a multi-time champion, all of that fun stuff. I saw, hmm, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember, but uh, I'll find it because I, w- I want to read the, the Joey Logano status. That was pretty cool. So I'll let you talk while I find that. Uh, just for reference, Reddick sixth place in last year's driver standings and Joey Logano 12th. Really, if we are sort of predicting a Tyler Reddick bounce up year, that is, I mean, sixth place is already kind of high up there, obviously. So if we're predicting a better year, then that only gives him about the top four, the top three, even the championship to to beat Joey Logano. And the thing about Joey Logano is, albeit for the whole even year thing, I mean, and as a Giants fan, I've said it before, I know even year luck and I know how much fun it is to, to win on even years. but also, the time, you know, Joey Logano's not necessarily, I don't want to say he's old, because that would make me even older. How, how old is he, Rob? Uh, Joey Logano is probably 34. Oh, you're pretty close. 33. Oh, really? So, yeah, he's he's still, like, so young. Oh, and, I mean, for race car drivers, like, in their prime, I found the stat I wanted, which this makes him sound really old, but he made his NASCAR Cup Series debut in 2008 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, he raced against Jeff Burton, Bill Elliott, Dave Blaney, David Gilliland, and Joe Nemechek in that race. Oh my God, he's racing against all their sons now. This season, yes. He's racing against Harrison Burton, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Todd Gilliland, and John Hunter Nemechek. So he will be, he's faced all of their dads in his debut. Now as the elder statesman at, uh, at 33, he'll be facing all of their children, which I thought was, uh, was a pretty, it's just, it, cause it's crazy. Cause he's not that old. Like, but he started like he was 18 when he got his opportunity and started at Gibbs. And that's kind of why you saw maybe it didn't work out quite as for at Gibbs because he was so young. And then, you know, now obviously he's he's had the career at Penske and it's been great. But yeah, that is that is a crazy little little nugget uh, that, that I found this week that, that I thought was pretty, pretty insane racing against all their dad. And now I'll take on all the, the sons. Could you imagine if Tom Brady? Was was starting with like uh, I there, don't know, like I said, like have we checked this? He might have played against some fathers and sons. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> trying to think of of who could very well be a son that he would play like against if he would have stuck around one more year. Um, well, I can't remember the second uh, defenseman. Well, I mean, we've I mean we've had fathers and sons race against each other in NASCAR. Like that's well, not sure. necessarily anything, but yeah, just like for that many of them. Yeah. to race against the dads and, and then now the children like being in the middle I thought it was was kind of crazy very few sports allow you that opportunity and to I mean, last that long no you know like though for all of those those sons to make it to the cup series and sure they had some advantages and and they had some up op- but like you don't just get there even if you're completely horrid like there's a few examples of, of some people here and there right but uh, these guys are, for the most part, uh, even even a guy like Harrison Burton, like he did well in Xfinity and probably didn't deserve to go in the Cup Series, but he's there. And then 
Brian Blaney's a champion. Chase Elliott's a champion. I mean, you know, so yeah, these guys are are not just you know they're it's not a joke for sure. So I thought thought that was a, a pretty interesting statistic. Well, we're definitely on the Reddick side of this at uh, plus yes. one hundred. So pretty much even money on that yeah, one. That's this is probably my favorite one too. So I'll be uh, gonna be in Colorado this weekend. So uh, ah. it's a legal betting state. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> better better bring the extra money with me this weekend. Better bring that uh, bust that piggy bank open. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm definitely not busting the piggy bank open for this one. I'll probably just let this one alone and let somebody else who either likes any one of these RFK drivers to, to do it for me. Uh, they, they put the teammates together, Chris Busher, Brad Keselowski, uh, although they've got Busher as the slight favorite in this one, minus 120, Keselowski at minus 110. So not, not a real advantage either way here. You know, it's not, it's not the Reddick Logano bet where it's kind of an auto at plus 100. Either one of these, I mean, Busher, I can see why he's a slight favorite, right? Younger. Brad has proven that he'll help him get where he needs to go because he's probably not necessarily even driving for a championship this year. They all are. Don't don't shoot back at me. No, he's not, Rod. But look, as you start to prioritize different things, when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, if you're thinking about your future, like Brad did pushing Busher to a win, that's what as you're gonna probably see more and more of that. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's between him and Busher, he's probably gonna lean the Busher end of this from now on. So um, that's why I would think that Busher would be the play here, but at minus one twenty, it still feels a little too rich for my blood. Uh, I think that yeah, I like the Keselowski side of this. Uh, minus one ten is is attractive price of it. Look at these cars. <laughs> you want to look at the box scores? They're right next to each other every single week. Like it doesn't get much more even than this. Sure, I know that that Busher made it around farther than than Keselowski did this past season, although. You have the standings. I was about to ask they, you. I was about to yeah. ask you. Why, yeah. why to make a make? A I, I'm gonna guess that they were finished right next to each other. So I like I I would take within. Yeah, they there's nobody in between them. Is that correct? You are absolutely correct. Chris yeah, Busher exactly. finished seventh. Brad Kozlowski finished eighth. I, that's and that's yeah, what it was and that's, all season yeah. long. Yeah, and that's and it's yeah. I mean, if if one of them's thirteenth, the other one's fourteenth. If one of them's second, the other one's third. Like it's just that's how they are all in a. Props to them for being able to get those cars that close together and and everything. But uh, again, where there's not, you're probably going to just lean on whichever side the money's better on this because it's not really a strong like. I know Busher won three races, but again, is that something that's going to be sustained, right? And, and he got hot during the season; he could do that. But Keselowski is not that far removed from from being a great driver at Penske, and this has been a project and it's been a rebuilding. But now RFK's got four wins under him being an owner. He's got, I know we keep saying it, but he's got another win coming soon. It's this season. He's going to get one. And, and yeah, I, I just trust him more when it comes down to the championship race. He's the type of guy, and I think Busher can be too. Obviously, we saw him win a bunch of races kind of in a row there, but can get hot at the right time. And uh, and either of these guys could, so you could go either way. But give me the lesser, the lesser money route or the smaller money, whatever, the smaller juiced upside. That's what I'm trying to say with Keselowski, um, and I just trust him to kind of be continue to be there. Busher, we st- just got to see it a little bit more, right? He's not used to him being there each and every single season. So we'll see if it sticks, much like the Byron thing, but give me, give me the old reliable for now.
And here's the thing, too. Busher, right, won those three races like you talked about, but he still only finished one position better than Brad. What if Brad actually did win a race this season? I mean, that would have been probably the difference between putting him uh, a position up or, you know, it just, yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about that. I still don't know that I want to touch this one. I feel like it is too close. I want more of a, a good feeling of a cushion because if I'm only getting one position of a cushion, that's not enough for me because it could be either one of these guys, and betting and betting the same on either one of them is a push anyway. So, kind of wouldn't uh, wouldn't make sense on that either. So, uh, yeah. But I mean, again, if you really do want to lean a direction, Brad Keselowski is the least juiced, but I still think Busher may have the better chance of actually finishing one position better again than Brad. Rod, Rogers hates the old guy. I can't. I, I don't like old people. I don't. You know. <laughs> Hold on, he wait. Relates, he relates too much to them. Well, yeah, because I literally just got done screaming at the people to get off my lawn with shaking my fist. So, I mean, it's what happens when you when you get to be my age. I just need a rocking chair out there is all I need. Uh, yeah, so, hopefully somebody's listening for Christmas. I was about to say Amazon wish there. list is in my, uh, in my Twitter bio there. You can there you click on that, buy me a rocking chair and a cup of tea. Uh, all right, next. Uh, wait, is that what old people drink? I don't know. Uh, all right. I'm not old. I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, Ryan Blaney. Oh, by the way, happy anniversary to you. I don't know if that's too much. Uh, Thank you. Too much information for the crowd. No, well, I, I mentioned that earlier when we were talking yeah. about Army Navy. So yeah. yeah, 13 years. My wife's put up with me. I don't know how she's stuck around that long, but uh, I don't know what the initial over under was set at, but I think the <laughs> over got cleared. A oh long yeah, time ago. yeah. I was 18 <laughs> uh, going into the military. I got was deployed. Let's see. We got married on December 10th, and I was deployed on the 28th of December. So we had 18 days, our first Christmas married, and then I was gone. So she stuck with me through that, through the Afghanistan deployments, all the stuff. So, yeah, she's she's pretty awesome. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman for sticking with you for that long, for sure. So, uh, anyways, yes, happy anniversary. I don't know where that came from, but, uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> I don't either, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with the next one then. Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, the reigning champion, uh, actually the defending champion, right? Because we can call him the defending defending champion because he's yes, going to come he in. Yes, he is currently defending it. Uh, because he has not, he, we haven't started the new season yet. So Ryan Blaney minus 120, Denny Hamlin minus 110. I mean, look. You've set it up earlier in the year, uh, earlier in, in the offseason, rather, about the, the championship hangover and how, obviously, that, that becomes a real thing. Joey Logano felt the sting of it this year, for sure. Uh, Kyle Larson, obviously, felt the sting of it last year. So, if we think this, and yet Denny Hamlin has sort of remained consistently not a champion, but still in the championship conversation, how, how big of a step does Blaney t- take? Uh, and then or step back, rather, does Blaney take? And is it even worth sinking minus 120 into him to to beat Denny Hamlin in this head-to-head? Yeah, no, this is an easy, easy Denny Hamlin for me. I love Ryan Blaney a lot. Ryan Blaney's corner, the whole thing. But the champion's curse is real. I need to dig up those statistics. I will do that sometime in the near future so I actually can give them out on the show. But it's not, the championship hangover is real. It's not good. You've got to just, just go the unders on on Blaney until we see something differently. Like Jimmy Johnson was the last person, and, and that was I think his fifth in a row or something like that. At that point, where he was just back to back to back to back. But since then, every single champion, Kyle Larson, 
I mean, Joey Logano this past season, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, like all of these guys have had that hangover, have had that that Madden curse type of season where it's just not as good. Um, and really, if you look at Brian Blaney, like didn't have the best season, got hot at the right time, made the playoff run. It's like the New York Giants, just like, you know, some of these baseballs, whatever it is, like, and that's what we want, right? That's the reason for the playoff format. And he's the champion, and it's awesome. But Denny Hamlin is going to be there each and every season. Is he going to win the championship at this point? Probably not, right? As much as I want him to. See, keeps seeming like maybe not. But I mean, last season should have made the final four, got Hail Melloned out at the at the last second. This season should have made the final four, had the the issues. Was where was that? Was that Homestead? I can't even remember. I this whole end of the season ran together. It doesn't really matter, anyways. But the engine troubles in he would have pointed in had it not been, you know, for where he was running late in that race compared to where he ends up finishing, losing the points and all that. Um, so like Denny Hamlin, again, you can just count on him to be there. He's at least gonna be in the mix. He's gonna be one of the last eight drivers, maybe one of the last four drivers. He's gonna win the championship at this point. You probably can't really bet on it because he just doesn't ever do it. But is Ryan Blaney gonna make it back? You know, this was his first final four, I do believe. I don't think he'd been to the final four before. Again, had that that great season a couple seasons ago, wins three races in contention kind of every week. Then he just disappears and won a lot of stages last year, was kind of consistent up toward the front, but didn't win any races. Comes back, wins the championship this year, wins a couple of races, but inconsistency. Hamlin's going to be there, and he's the cheaper price. Uh, again, I think this is a, a pretty easy one for me um, to, to go on the Denny Hamlin side. Yeah, again, I, I with Hamlin just kind of being that consistent front runner, not necessarily always finishing at the front, but running in the front. Yeah, I definitely think Denny Hamlin. And, and again, again, I know he's not old, but time starting to work against some of these guys. They're owners now. They they have different priorities. And at some point, you're going to see that shift. But I think Denny is is still running hot. And I think he'll be, he'll be fine this year. And uh, he's still got to be able to podcast about something. So I think he's going to want to continue this. So, all right, that's the driver head-to-heads. Let's move on now to the team head-to-heads. There's three of them out there for us to kind of sink our teeth into. Uh, really, it's it's a matter of this team versus this team and whoever, whichever team has the highest finishing driver is the one that cashes this ticket. So the first of which is RCR, Richard Childress Racing, versus track house and let's be honest with you this is kyle bush, kyle bush versus, versus ross, ross chastain. chastain i mean the other two in this one we love daniel suarez don't get us wrong austin dillon is eh, i like austin dillon but yeah yeah but this yeah. is kyle bush versus ross chastain uh and yeah uh what's the number on Min- this one? minus it's, 115 on either yeah, end minus of this 115 either end well, i mean which way are you going on this rod Part of me wants to go Ross Chastain. Well, this is uh, this really is a tough one. Yeah, I mean because I, I want to go Kyle Busch and I, and I've talked him up and I think he's gonna you know I thought he was gonna have a great season and he did and fell off at the end. But for Ross, like you know, makes the final four in the, in you know two seasons ago and then this season doesn't make the final four, but he wins at Phoenix to end the season. Pretty hard to bet against that. It's just a matter of how the regular season is going to go for these guys, though, because if it goes the way of Kyle Busch, right, where he just looks unstoppable early on and then falls apart toward the end of the uh, season, 
Well, and that's that's the key to a lot of this is who gets hot at the right time, and and that's that's a major and and that's for any sport, right? It, I mean, you know, if you're going to bet on the AFC champion, then you got to get the the team that gets hot at the right time as well. Uh, but oh man, I I really think I you got to kind of go the Ross route just because I, we've kind of started to really see it from Ross, and and he made the the miraculous championship four run. Then he comes out and wins at Phoenix. Like as much as we kind of love to hate on him, sometimes he he's a pretty good driver and he continues to show he's got it. And Trackhouse seems to have the money and they seem to be putting the program out there. And I think Kyle's going to be just fine as well. And I expect him to be in the mix. Um, but man, does does Ross have the higher ceiling at this point? Is well, that? And let's put it ugh. this way: I feel like when we when it comes to Kyle Busch. We have seen the best of Kyle Busch. Like we, we've. There's no. I don't know that there's any other, other than a Daytona 500, any other real benchmark that that we can make and give Kyle Busch that would make us go, yes, he's definitely the greatest on earth. Because a lot of people already feel that way. A lot of people already think that about him. So we have seen the best of him. Therefore, if he stays there, then it's it's status quo, and 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 we're gonna be like, okay, well, fine, that's Kyle Busch. But for Ross Chastain, I don't know that we've seen the absolute best of Ross Chastain. We've seen some fantastic stuff. We've seen some jaw-dropping things from Ross Chastain, but we haven't seen the best of him. And and not to say that I think this season will be the best of him, but I think as we've watched his his career progress, he's getting to the point where we may start to see the best of Ross Chastain on a consistent basis. So if that's this season, then Trackhouse in this matchup over RCR kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think that's the way you got to go. I mean, I, man, I don't know why Ross cashed me that 40 to 1 at Coda two seasons ago. I should love the dude. I don't know why. I just have such a tough time with Ross. And, and he just, he's gotten me a couple times on some other bets. But, and, and I love Kyle. Like, again, I was so big on him going into last season. Started off great, made me look smart for a few months at least. And then he fell off. But yeah, I do think, I think you got to go with Ross or track house in this case. I will say, I mean, if, you, if you're going to have to put it on the other guys, I would take Dylan over Suarez. I know that Suarez got a win last season. What do you do? But I mean, yeah, get, as far as a team, I do think that Childress is stronger, but I mean, I would be shocked if it came down to, to Suarez or Dylan in this matchup. It's, it's likely going to be the, the Bush or Chastain part of it. And, and so, yeah, I, I think you got to go with Chastain. Um, because I man, it just he's he's really proved it at the end of these seasons that you can kind of put it together. Just haven't seen that from Kyle lately. Not again. We know we can do it, but yeah, give me give me the Chastain, the Trackhouse side of the match. Well, okay, so last season it came down to this was the order of finishing, right? It was Chastain, it was Bush, it was Suarez, it was Dylan. So again, that's that's just contextual. Dylan just had. Ugh, the worst season he's ever had, I think. It was so bad. It was a pretty disappointing season. I'm sure he's going to want to go to the drawing board on that if, one. But if you want to believe the rumors, this could be Austin Dillon's final season. Ooh. He uh, steps steps away into management over there at RCR, and uh, number three is piloted by Austin Hill in the future, but who knows? Uh, well, we'll see how that works out for everybody involved. So, <laughs> uh, All right, the next one is 2311 versus RFK. It's a pretty interesting matchup here. Obviously, we know that it's uh, Toyota versus Ford, uh, where the first one was uh, Ford versus uh, Chevy. But this is Toyota versus Ford. 
Obviously, it's Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick, so you can't even... This one's not a throwaway, I don't think, because either one of these guys... No, I all know, four of these drivers, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and Kozlowski and Busher, which we just got done talking about. So, really, honestly, it's a matter of, does Tyler Reddick have the type of season you think he's going to have? If that is the case, then we're definitely going to be taking the uh, minus 140. I'm sorry, the plus 110, no. rather. Yeah, you're getting the good side of this again. Yeah. Why are they sleeping on 2311? What are we doing here? I don't know, but it's plus oh. 110, minus 140 for RFK. So they're thinking minus that those... Yeah. I mean, so if, you, if you're going to stand these up, I suppose that you could say together, Busher and, and Kozlowski are, are a little stronger. Maybe, though. Like, is it... It, Bubba's not that far off. I mean, he had some really good races. Uh, he's won a couple of times. Like he's going to continue to progress as well. And, and again, to to make my argument, Tyler Reddick. Like that's all. That's the only thing. You know, I think he's going to just be massive this season. I think he's going to get it done. So plus one ten for sure. And of course, you look at twenty three eleven, and, and I think Reddick is definitely the one A to to Bubba being being the the second driver over there. And with RFK, it is kind of a toss-up, but I think that you know you, you've got you've got Reddick up here, and then you've kind of got these two guys here, and then Papa's just below. But if you balance it all out, I don't think that that RFK is minus one forty better than twenty three eleven by any means. So yeah, give me the twenty three eleven side. And again, I think Bubba's going to continue to to progress. We saw him make the playoffs. He made the round of twelve uh, and had a strong season. And I think that that's going to continue to move forward as well. So yeah, twenty three eleven all day long for me on this one. Well, and so twenty three eleven four wins on the season as far as both drivers got two wins. Whereas for RFK, it was just those three wins from Busher. But I I love because your illustration just nailed. Bubba, it. Bubba had two wins. Uh, Bubba had. Oh no, he had no wins. I'm sorry, I was I was oh, yeah. wrong. My <laughs> eyes were on the wrong line. Uh, anyways, I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember. What. See, fake news. I'm just <laughs> making shit up as I go along. Um. So, yeah, so anyways, but even still, like, it was it was still two wins to three wins, and yet, your illustration was perfect, where it was it was Redick in sixth, and then Busher and Kozlowski in seventh and eighth, and then Bubba Wallace in ten. All four of these drivers were inside the top ten in championship points last year, so that should tell you just exactly how close together these drivers are going to end up probably being again this year with what we think is going to be a pretty close season as well. So I'm with you on the plus money on, on 2311 because it just seems like that is probably what's going to happen again. I think this yeah, is how it's going to shake Even out. if it was even money on both sides, you know, if they were even, I would take the 2311 side. So you're going to give me plus money. Obviously that's a bonus. I mean, if, you know, let's say Tyler Reddick maybe doesn't have the season. I think he's going to have. Could Bubba Wallace still beat both RFK guys? Absolutely. I don't think that that's, you know, maybe he's definitely the underdog compared to the two of them, but it's definitely not a crazy thing. He only finished a couple spots behind him this season. He's still young and up and coming. I mean, so I, yeah, I, I just definitely big on the 2311 side for me. I might just, I might be doubling down on 2311 and Tyler Reddick to win these because I, I think that's the right way to go. Again, at plus 110, it's definitely a better deal than minus 140 for RFK. I just, as much as we think that they're going to be a good team and they're going to be a good team, I just don't know that they're going to top Tyler Reddick this season at all. So I like that. Yep. All right. The last matchup, it's one of the one I think the books really want you to, to lean on this one. I know oh, that yeah. they, they juice this side up pretty heavily for you, but 
I think there's a lot of people that are still going to take this side of it. Uh, and that's Hendrick Motorsports, Joe Gibbs Racing, two powerhouse teams, got all, what, four of the best drivers in the entire sport in that. Uh, Hendrick, eight. You got eight of the best drivers. Well, I would give four out there, four of the eight. Um, I, I would which say, four are you picking then? Because well, you got to okay, at listen. least go with five, I think. Well, okay. How fine. do you narrow it down to four? Well, I've got I've got Larson and, and Elliot from Hendrick, right? Okay. And then I've got Hamlin and Truex for oh, William Byron's getting the shaft from Rod. <laughs> Who what? William Byron's getting the shaft from Rod. I I'm, yeah, I still don't. <laughs> I'm not sold. Like and and Bowman for sure. I mean, you didn't even see it's funny that you didn't even say well, Bowman. I, I knew Bowman was left on the outside. Like, poor guy. I love him. That forty eight car just breaks my Gibbs. heart. I mean, Gibbs is is young, I get it, but I'm gonna make counter argument in a second. But and Bell, uh, again, they were throwing a lot of shade at him for being in the top four two seasons in a row. I still just don't see it. It's, it's, like, it's like me continuing to be on this network. I don't know how I'm still on this network. Like, I just skate along, and people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough to listening. stay here, but I'm not bad enough to get cut. That's, that's kind of where the bell is for me. He's, he's a good enough driver. At the beginning of this. So. Sing it? Oh. <laughs> Bell's a good enough driver to continue to be in this seat. But like you know, that because it can't do anything else. That's that's like me. Oof. Uh, I'm just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Christopher Bell just catching strays today. He can come and say the same thing about my show. He'd be like, "Listen, uh, this guy is horrible," and I'd be like, "You are absolutely correct, Christopher Bell." I have no. All right. Well, which which side of this are you on? Uh, uh, this I'm is a curious. tough one. Did you, I don't know. But you mentioned the odds. It's Hendrick is minus one thirty five, Gibbs plus one hundred five. I just I, I don't. I don't see how you could go against Hendrick, but I also don't see how you can lay minus one thirty-five. Given that, God, it's just so—it's thirty-six races is a lot of races to get your ass handed to you. So, like, it, it just feels risky with these with these drivers, right? Because we're now we're talking about the elite, right? We're talking about the the elite drivers in the sport, and and the razor thin margin of talent, of equipment, of everything goes into all of this because. We could spend an entire show talking about just this matchup and and break down every single driver and how they could perform and why it would lead to a certain lean on this one. So I'm saying that I would probably take the Hendrick side of this, but I would also not be surprised if if uh, all all four of them missed the final four just because of some crazy stuff that goes on that we can't predict. So. I don't know. I, I'm saying Hendrick, but I I just don't like the price. Yeah, plus 105. I, I don't know how you cannot take the Joe Gibbs side of thing. Two two parts to it here. You've got the two best teams, right? It, it's Hendrick and, and Gibbs. They're at the top. I don't think there's any question to that. Yes, Penske's won two championships in a row. They've been good, yes. But these two teams are, are up here all by themselves, and then everyone else kind of tears down underneath of that. You look at it, too, and... You got you got these eight drivers here, right? And and there's elite guys on both sides. Like you said, you probably got you know two guys on each side that are kind of more. But really, I can see seven of the eight of these guys being the champion at the end of the season. Which one do you think is not the champion? Denny <laughs> Sorry, Hamlin. Alex Bowman. <laughs> no, I'm but just uh, well, Denny Hamlin too, I guess. So there well, you go. But no, I mean, really, Alex Bowman doesn't feel like a champion. But uh, I mean. You know, Larson's done it. Elliott's done it. Byron, six wins this past season. And, and Bowman, uh, again, he, he kind of just hangs around, but I don't know that he's a champion. And on the other side, Denny Hamlin is is one of the greatest drivers, if not the greatest driver to ever 
drive and not have won one. And you've got Truex, who's a former champion and regular season champion this past season. You've got Bell, who's made it to the Final Four the last two seasons. Again, if you're getting it there, and Ty Gibbs, who's one of the best, if not the best, up-and-coming talent and Xfinity champion just a couple of seasons ago. And is he there yet? I don't know. But we're going to see that that big step this season. So you're giving me, oh man, I, I don't know. I just, I, and again, there's going to be guys from this in the final four. Of these eight drivers, I mean, <laughs> the odds of, of these eight drivers all missing the final four is like minus 10,000, right? Somebody from this group, probably multiple of these eight guys, is making the final four. And so, yes, the body of the work of the season, but if you're going to put it down to just these four guys battling it out, you know, or four of these guys battling it out at the end, you got to take the plus money side of that because Kyle Larson, even if his pit crew gets him out, maybe isn't going to win the race like he did this past season. And, or, uh, you know, his brakes fail instead of uh, Christopher Bell's. And so I, I don't know how you can't take the plus money side of it. And I feel like, even though you probably put, well, I mean, Larson is is the top of the top, but I still feel like Gibbs, their four is stronger than the Hendrick four. So you're kind of getting that extra guy. I just, Alex Bowman just doesn't do it for me. But yeah, I think you got to go the Gibbs side here at plus 105. Yeah, and if you're going to do anything with Larson, I would I would suggest putting money on him to make the championship four. I would, you know, we'll find other ways to bet on on Kyle Larson's futures because, you know, this Hendrick Motorsports one, again, at plus 105, like you said for Joe Gibbs, that's the only, only reason that you need it. It's a fun little speculation. It's a fun ticket to hold throughout the entire year. That way at the end of it, it's it's something you can brag about when, you know, there, there's your clout at the end of the year when you're like, I was holding this ticket from the beginning. So, But I will I will add this. So when we talk about championships, championship standings, it was Larson, it was Byron, then it was Bell and Hamlin, right? So those are, again, back to back to back to back. It was two Hendrick, two uh, Gibbs racing and, cars. I mean, yeah, that was two Hendrick guys not having a full season shot at making it there too. So to, to your Hendrick point of things, right? Uh, Elliot could have very easily been there. And Bowman was the points leader before he got hurt, so that still counts for something, even though he hadn't necessarily been as as dominant as we've seen the other three guys, and that can't be. Um, it, it counts for something that he was consistent in, in running up front. Uh, not enough to be considered in this, apparently. So. <laughs> apparently not. Sorry, Alex. But, you know, hey, maybe he'll have his William Byron season this year. Okay. Maybe he will. I mean, obviously. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the win totals, assuming his. I haven't looked at any of the win totals yet. But oh, We'll do that for sure tomorrow. I think that's a good show for tomorrow. What do you think? I love it. Perfect. I'm not even going to look. I just, we just realized before we got on that they were available. And, uh, yeah, I have not looked at them. So we'll have to do that. Beautiful. Let's do that. So let's wrap this one up, and we'll come back tomorrow with some win totals for you. See, there's stuff to talk about in the offseason. We'll make sure that we'll keep, your, keep this feed nice and warm for you as we start to head toward the Daytona 500. But um, in the meantime, Cody, where can they find you and all of your auditions for The Voice? Only 55 days until the Clash of the Coliseum. So uh, really, it's right around the corner. You will not hear any more of me singing probably ever again. I will avoid those bets in the future, <laughs> and I deeply apologize for earlier on in the show. Um, but otherwise, you can find me on the X at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there, and uh, yeah, follow the show on on Twitter as well. NASCAR gambling. Check us out on YouTube. All the fun stuff. Be back tomorrow with more. I'm I'm excited. 
I am too. I am also on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bot. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's sportsbook view, sportsbook view, still throwing down NFL props. Learning how to speak properly uh, is is something on my list of to do in the off season as well. Anyways, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We got some win totals to go over, so uh, we'll we'll keep you nice and occupied through the rest of the week. And until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride. Sweet as a man.